This is episode number 114 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannert. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you eliminate public speaking fear and become the kind of presenters that you really want to be. Uh, on this episode, we're going to really we're, we're I'm going back a little ways. The very 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 first podcast that I ever did was uh, a session on the 10 ways to reduce public speaking fear. And it's just been, that's been a couple of years ago. And so what I decided to do was to kind of update the content on that blog post. So if those of you who have just kind of started in the last, um, you know, last few months or so started listening to the, the podcast, if you are going back and looking for the old podcast notes, they're actually going to be very new podcast notes. So, and if you have been with us since the beginning, then this is a good time to, to kind of go back. But these, this is out of all the different podcasts that we've done, this is the one that has been the absolute most popular. It's the one that has been downloaded the most. And when I go back and, and listen to it, you know, because it's been listened to, I don't know, like a million times or something like that. I go back and listen to it and I'm like, oh my God, man. Because it was the very first one. Technology wasn't that great. Um, um, and, you know, had, had a few challenges. So I figured, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to, um, with all the stuff that I've kind of learned in the last couple of years about doing podcasts and speaking uh, on, on audio recordings and that kind of thing. If I can use that and kind of revamp that that old podcast, I think it'd be great. So that's what we're going to do today is kind of go back to what started it all, those 10 ways to reduce public speaking fear. Uh, just so you know, the, the podcast is brought to you by uh, Fearless Presentations, fearlesspresentations.com. Um, we have um, a number of different classes coming up. The Fearless Presentations class, our two-day presentation skills course. Uh, we we've got um, about thirty different cities that we teach this class in, and and it's you know it's funny. I mean, I, I start every broadcast with just kind of a quick little thirty second commercial about fearless presentations and where we're going to be teaching, and and I think I, I don't really spend a whole lot of time actually telling people exactly what we do in this class. The, the thing that makes the fearless presentations class work so much better than all the other types of public speaking training and presentation skill stuff that's out there is that this course takes people step by step through the process of not only reducing public speaking fear, but also being able to present your content or present your ideas in a way that the audience really wants to hear it. So basically what we do is we dissect the, the, the presentation down into component parts and have you master each one of those component parts. And then once you get really good at doing something, it's really easy to do it. And not only, on your own, but also in, in front of a group. So basically we take the first component of a public of a, of a speech anyway, and have you master that component part, let you practice it a couple of times. And then we add something to it and let you master that and then add something to it and let you master that and then add something to it, and let you master that. We do that over and over again. So by the end of the, the two day class, a lot of times people kind of walking out, walk out of the room going, Oh my God, I can't believe 
all the everything that we covered. And I can't believe how much different I am now than what I was yesterday at this time. So we, we hear that a lot. Now, we have classes coming up in a number of different cities um, across the United States, Canada, Europe in the next next couple of months. In fact, let me pull up the list. So the next classes that we have coming up coming up are going to be in Indianapolis, New York, Charlotte, Atlanta, San Francisco, Las Vegas, and let's see. And then the next month, it looks like uh, in March, we got them in Raleigh, uh, Chicago, Illinois, um, Los Angeles. In fact, we've got a couple of different locations in Los Angeles. So uh, one's on the north side, one's on the south side. So uh, and they they alternate. So you if you're if you're if if the one if the location in Los Angeles isn't kind of close to you, if it's going to take you an hour to get there through traffic, then wait a couple of months and there'll be another one coming up in in the different part of that that metroplex area there. We've also got classes in Denver, Seattle, uh, just basically in 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 a ton of different cities. So if I didn't call your city, make sure and go to fearlesspresentations.com and look up our schedule, or you can actually just type in your city and it'll pull up all the different locations that we have coming up or all the different classes that we have coming up in your city. Anyway, so all right, let's get on with today's podcast. So the title of the topic today is 10 Simple Ways to Get Over the Fear of Public Speaking. And, and these are some public speaking tips that can really be helpful. Now, there's an obvious reason why people come to the Fearless Presentations podcast, the Fearless Presentations website. They go to our Fearless Presentations classes. A lot of times the reason why they do that is because they want to get over the fear of public speaking once and for all. And and just so you know, I've personally taught over 2,000 public speaking classes in my career. I mean, yeah, I'm getting pretty old now, so I've been doing this for a while. And although every class, every and and when I say every class, I mean every class member is a unique experience. Every single one of those people had a, a single thing in common. The people took the time out of their busy schedule to find a way to eliminate public speaking fear. And by the way, the one of the best ways to reduce nervousness is to understand where that fear is coming from. So if you if if you have a nervousness and you're like, God, I don't know why this is happening to me in the podcast notes. If you go to fearlesspresentations.com, type in 10 ways to reduce public speaking fear, it, it'll uh, come up very quickly. But I put a link to a uh, an article about just public speaking fear in general. And that can be really helpful because a lot of times if you can understand where the public speaking fear is coming from, a lot of times you can find different ways to eliminate that fear without even using these tips. But so that that's a, a good first start. So uh, the the when you're talking about reducing public speaking fear, though, the the you got to realize that most public speaking symptoms are really unseen by the audience. And so that's tip number one is to realize that most of the stuff that happens to you when you get nervous are things that the audience is never going to see. Um, if you think about it, a lot of those things that happen to us internally, they're absolutely real. Real. They're 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 going to be symptoms like the butterflies in the stomach. You know, you feel like queasiness. You get your heart starts racing. You get the shallow breathing, the shaky hands. Every one of those things can be distracting to us as speakers. But most of those things will will never be known by the the audience. They're never going to see those things. In fact, some of those symptoms, like like. A lot of times we'll speak faster when we get nervous. They can actually be perceived by the audience as symptoms of enthusiasm. So sometimes folks will actually get nervous 
they get up in front of a group, they, they zoom through their presentation and afterwards they'll get compliments from people. They go, God, you're so good at this. And they're going, Oh my God, I, they're just trying to make me feel better because I know that stung. In reality though, they saw that nervousness and saw it as being enthusiasm as inner and in, in energy. And so that can actually be used to your advantage. The reason why we put this one as the first tip is that a lot of times when people get nervous, they think that that everybody in the audience is going to make fun of them. They think that the audience is against them, that kind of thing. In reality, a lot of times we we don't look and sound nearly as nervous as what you might think. And so as a result, people in the audience will will typically kind of say, hey, it was OK. Right. It was pretty good. The the thing that can really harm our, our nervousness, if we don't understand this concept, is that well, if we're a lot of times we may be one of five speakers or six speakers that are going to be saying something at a, at a meeting and the first three speakers get up and they do phenomenally well. And then I get up and I'm a basket case. And then the last couple of speakers get up and they do well, too. And I'm going, what the heck? Why am I the only one that's nervous? In reality, most likely the folks who spoke before you and after you are probably just as if not more nervous than you are. And their nervousness didn't show any more than what you did. This is really one of those things. We start off our classes with this tip because it can really be um, it can relieve a lot of the the stress that people have just by knowing that a lot of the stuff that happens to us internally are things that the, the audience is never going to see. So tip number two, this is the second thing, is you never, ever, ever, ever want to write a speech word for word. This is the biggest mistake that a presenter can make. When when they're preparing their their speech, they write out their entire speech word for word. And when we do this, what we're going to do is we're most likely just going to read it to the audience, which is going to be really boring. I don't care how good of a speaker you are. If you're reading your speech, it's going to sound pretty boring. And and in fact, a lot of speakers today will claim that they they would never do something like this. They'll say, oh, man, I would never write my presentation word for word. But then they fall into the trap of making a separate bullet point for every single item that they're going to cover on their speech. And so in all practical terms, they're still just reading your speech. It's just, it's read and then click, read and then click, read and then click, or read, say a little something about the bullet point and then click. Same thing. It's the same concept. You're putting every single concept that you're going to cover, every single item that you're going to cover on your PowerPoint slideshow, you're basically just reading the speech. And that that's going to be really boring to, to the audience. So what a lot of people will do to fix this is they will violate the third tip that I'm going to give you in just a second, which is is to memorize their speech word for word. That's the big tip. Big, you never want to do that. You don't want to. You want to avoid memorizing your speech word for word because. Um, we know we're going to sound boring when we read a speech, and so oftentimes what people will do is they'll they'll um, they'll fall into the trap of saying, "Okay, well, if I read this speech, I'm going to sound really boring. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to memorize this thing, and that's going to make me sound better." Which doesn't even make sense, by the way. If you if you're nervous already and you try to memorize your entire speech, your nervousness is going to shoot through the roof if you lose your place. And in fact, um, in um, in the the podcast that I did. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I basically showed a simple way to design a speech with with a with an outline. And if you use that concept, you don't have to memorize your speech. In fact, you don't have to memorize anything. So if you if you miss that podcast and you really want to reduce your nervousness and don't want to try to memorize something, then uh, go back and listen to the podcast a couple of, uh, a couple of podcasts ago anyway, and, and it'll show you how to design that entire outline of your speech really, really, really quickly. Tip number four, and this is the one that is um, it, it's really helpful, especially if 
you're going to be speaking in an environment that you're not familiar with. And you want to show if that and the tip is you want to show up early. So if you if you're the presenter, you want to show up well ahead of your start time. You want to give yourself time to work out any of the bugs when you're setting up your visual aids. You also want to get a feel for the room and the setting. And a lot of times you can even network with the the people that are in the audience. Um, I give you a good example of how this can be helpful. I years ago I was I was asked to speak uh, at a um, at a uh, it was it was like a breakout so it was a half day team building activity for a group but it was in their it was in their internal it was an internal meeting and we the I was co-presenting with one of my other instructors who had this is how old this was it was probably you know, 15 years or so ago maybe 12 years or so ago but he had just gotten one of those nice Garmin I think GPSs those high I mean back then they were expensive this is back before they were in the smartphones and everything and he wanted to use this thing. So we got a hotel that was like 0.2 miles away or 0.3 miles away from the location where we were going to be teaching. It was a, an office building. And so we came, we both had our late flights because we were both teaching somewhere else the, the, the day before. And we ended up getting in at, at nighttime. We see a, a building in the parking lot. And we're thinking, ah, that must be we're going we're, we're gonna to teach in the morning. So don't really think much of it. Next morning we get up. We're about an hour or so before we're, we're supposed to speak. It's It's only, you know we could walk across the parking lot to, to get there. But, um, the, my, my, uh, co-presenter, since he had this Garmin GPS thing, he decided to put the address into the, the GPS. And it told us that we were actually on the wrong side, that the building that we were speaking at was actually on the opposite side of the, the road on the service road, which meant that we would have to go out of the parking lot, um, go across the the overpass, get on the service road, come back up the other side because even though we were only 0.3 miles away, it was going to take it. We, we we couldn't walk there. We couldn't we couldn't get there. So so basically, we decided we got in the car and we start driving. And and this traffic is unreal. There there's some kind of construction at the next intersection, and um and it took us forever. I mean, it real literally it took us probably 30 minutes to um to kind of backtrack that that little area and. Well, when we got there, we were in an empty field. And when we got to the place where the GPS was telling us to go, we were in an empty field. Turns out the building that we thought it was the night before was actually where we were supposed to go. We could have been there like 25 minutes ago anyway. But the the point is, is that so we're, we're now it's only about 20 minutes before we're going to be speaking. And now we are, um, you know, kind of shoveling into the, the room. There's people that are already seated and they're they're having their breakfast and everything. And and so we're kind of rushing in at the last minute and setting up our, our slideshow and everything. It was just embarrassing. It was one of those things that because of all that pressure that we were under, it made it to where it was more difficult to kind of get started in a confident way. And you'll feel that way too. So if you, if you're in one of those situations where you're going to be in a, in, in an uncomfortable setting, or you don't know the room set up, you don't know exactly where you're going to go, where we're going to be going the, the next day when you speak, then it's a good idea to kind of go early, you know, make sure you you um, have all your equipment set up and all that kind of stuff. It'll make you feel a whole lot better. So tip number five is you want to take a few deep breaths. When you start, when your heart starts beating faster, it causes a number of public speaking symptoms. In fact, a lot of those things that I mentioned that we feel that the audience may or may not see things like your, your, um, uh, uh, things like uh, getting the queasiness in your stomach, getting lightheaded, those kind of things. Those are things that are actually symptoms of your heart beating faster. Um, the, 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 one of the symptoms that's including that is the shortness of breath. Um, 
So the neat thing is, is that if you kind of pause for a second just before you go on stage or just before you speak, take a deep breath, you know, deep in the diaphragm and then kind of let it out. Basically, what you're doing is you're calming your heart rate down, which alleviates just a few of those symptoms. That's not going to eliminate your public speaking fear. But if you if you do have a lot of those public speaking nervousness symptoms that you want to reduce, then taking a big, deep breath will help you calm your heart rate down and, and fix a few of those things. Now, tip number six, this is the sixth thing that you can do to reduce public speaking fear. Pretty easy is to look for a friendly face. You want to remember that for the most part, the audience is not your enemy. In fact, if you're communicating well, then your audience can help you actually build your confidence. When you say something that people in the audience agree with, you'll you'll see it in their face. You'll see members of the audience will, that will kind of nod slightly. And this is a positive piece of feedback to let you know that the person that nodded understood your point and, and that you communicated well. So as you see this positive this feedback, then your confidence will actually grow. And by the way, the opposite is true as, as well. So sometimes there are going to be people, be people in the audience who are tougher to convince or who just may not want to be there at all. And the more that you focus on those folks, the more uncomfortable you're going to feel as a speaker. So focus on the friendly faces and, and, and most often the tougher cases will kind of come along if you're communicating effectively. You'll, you'll connect with those people as well. It's just you're most likely not going to see that right at the right at the beginning. Uh, tip number seven is um, if you want to look more confident when you speak, you want to drop your hands. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm, I'm not saying keep your hand, hands down by your side. What I'm saying is that when you start your presentation, if you have your hands kind of just lightly dropped down by your side, it's going to make you look more comfortable. It's going to make you look more poised. What tends to happen is when we get nervous, we want to put something between us and what we perceive to be the threat. If you think about it, I, I, I've studied martial arts for years. You know, I've done taekwondo and, and jujitsu. In any martial art, most often when somebody feels threatened, one of the things that they're gonna the, that the coach or the teacher is gonna teach the the person to do is kind of put something between them and the potential threat. So in taekwondo, you want to put your hands and feet between the person and the potential threat, and in jujitsu and some of the other martial arts, you want to put your hands up. The reason why is because you want to create a barrier between you and that potential threat. Well, that's actually a natural part of the of of what we human beings do when we feel threatened. So anytime we feel threatened, threatened will put something between us and the potential threat. So when when you see people on stage and they have their hands kind of folded in front of them or if they if they're doing you know they they the um the boy it's kind of hard to describe on on audio but one of the things that we teach in our classes is that when folks kind of do what they call the the power stance, you know, it's basically where they put their fingertips, where the fingertips touch each other in the middle. If you're watching it on video, you can kind of see me doing it. And it's, I mean, the analogy or the best way to describe it is, is like your hands become like spiders doing push-ups on a mirror kind of thing. You know, that's the best way to kind of describe it. They call that the power stance. That is not the power stance. That is a goofy stance. Nobody stands that way in real life. So if you're doing that in front of a group, people are going to be wondering. It's just weird. It just, it looks really, really weird. So you want to be careful about doing some of those things. When you drop your hands down by your side, though, the interesting thing that will occur is that when you do a gesture, you actually move your hands, it's going to be very powerful. 
it will be big and it will have enthusiasm and, and it will look really comfortable for you when you're when you're up in front of the group. If you have your hands clasped, though, in front of you, that doesn't occur. In fact, if your hands are clasped in front of you, then you have to do two things to make a gesture. Now, you have to break the clasp and then the gesture that you that you make is going to be very weak. It's going to be very small. So if you want to have powerful gestures, drop your hand just down by your side. And then when you do gesture, it's going to be very powerful. So if, if you have any question about this, um, one of the things, this is one of the first things that we teach people in the fearless presentations class that is so eye opening to a lot of people is that uh, sometimes even if we feel nervous, we can actually look more poised when we're in front of a group. And a lot of times that will lead to that confidence that we have in front of a group as well. So looking, looking confident is the first step to feeling confident. So tip number eight is you want to um, speak on to only topics that you're an expert on. That doesn't mean that you can't speak on stuff that you're not an expert on. It just means that in those situations, you're going to be more nervous. So in business presentations, if you're the person speaking, the reason why you're speaking is because you're the person in the room that has the most information that knows the most about that topic. You know, for instance, if you're a project manager, then you'd be the perfect choice to deliver a project report because you know more about that project than anybody else in the room. When you're when you're learning to present, however, we often have to present on topics that we actually don't know a lot about. For instance, in high school, when we had to give book reports, since many of us never actually finished the book, we're really we're going to be really nervous in that situation. You know, a lot of times public speaking fear actually comes from well-meaning teachers or coaches that are trying to help us be more confident, but they're asking us to speak on stuff that we don't know about. And so as a result, we're put in positions that make us really, really nervous. And then a lot of times folks will walk out of those classrooms going, ah, I'm just not good at public speaking. So um, we, by the way, we aren't saying to avoid giving a speech if you don't think that you're an expert on it. However, in most interest, in instances, you just want to make sure and practice more and then research the topic more diligently if it's not something that you do on a on a day-to-day -day basis. So tip number nine, the ninth thing that you can do to reduce nervousness is to show energy and show enthusiasm. The energy that you have as a speaker is the most important aspect of your speaking style. Enthusiasm is the absolute most sought after skill in public speaking. If you, and so if you want your audience to be enthused about your topic, then you need to have a little bit more energy and when you're delivering that topic as well. When when you when you have that energy and that and that enthusiasm, it's contagious. So if you're up in front of the room and you're speaking with a lot of enthusiasm, you're going to start to see more of that positive feedback that we talked about when you're looking for the friendly faces. There'll be more friendly faces looking back at you and you're going to get more of that that positive feedback that will build your confidence. So so show some energy and show show some enthusiasm. And then tip number 10 is one that kind of goes against conventional wisdom. Uh, we, we encourage people to practice with a person. And I would say practice once, maybe twice with a person. And that's it. You don't want to over practice. Most people, when they practice their presentations, they'll do it alone. And, and that's a, that's a huge mistake. When we practice in front of a mirror or we record ourselves on video using our phones or something like that, we will be overly critical. <laughs> so, um, and in addition to that, by the way, we don't really get the feedback that's valuable to make corrections. So when we practice with a friend or a coworker or a significant other, somebody that we trust, we do get that feedback. When we say something that the partner understands, then the, we see the partner kind of nod. That, that lets us know that the, that person who's listening to us understood what we were saying. 
saying and, and, um, and agrees with us. When we say something confusing, we see that confusion in the face of the partner as well. So this allows us to make the corrections to our presentations so that when we present in front of a quote-unquote real group, we deliver an even better presentation. So be careful not to over-practice or you'll fall into the, the trap of trying to memorize your entire speech and you'll be violating tip number three. So basically, um, those 10 things, if you just, if you just rely on, on those things when you're up in front, of the group the ne- in, fr- in front of a group next time, it should help you reduce your nervousness pretty dramatically. And if you really want to get rid of your public speaking fear, there's a real simple solution. This, this solution works every time. Every single time, the absolute best way to reduce nervousness is to attend the best public speaking class on the planet, which I believe is the Fearless Presentations class. And you can always go to fearlesspresentations.com, check out our schedule, and see when the next classes are coming up in your area. So thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week, guys. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.